What's happening, your man Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com, coming at you today to talk about how to become a digital expat and live life location independent. Okay, what I mean by digital expat is it's really just a term for an entrepreneur who makes money online and then lives in a country that he wasn't born in. Okay, I don't take any pride in that term. Um, I'm just using that term as a reference point for you, for you to be able to understand the type of lifestyle that I'm trying to explain. Okay, it's not about the terminology or the identitarian politics that comes with it. It's about creating a better lifestyle for yourself. And this can be a really good thing for some guys because when you set things up properly, you can live in a cheaper country and geo-arbitrage your online income. You can live in a more fun, more relaxed, uh, more safe country. You can live in a country where, because of the way you structure things, you're paying low to no taxes. You can live in a warmer country. You can live in a country with better dating prospects because you've, again, geo-arbitraged your sexual market value. And you can take cheaper and more frequent vacations because you own your own time, you're not tied down to a job. And if you're living in, say, Asia, you know, a vacation from Bang from Chiang Mai to Bangkok, the flight's only gonna cost you about $40 or to one of the islands, okay? So this can be a really good setup. And I've been a quote-unquote digital expat for three years now, and I can tell you the quality of my life has significantly gotten better. And it's a lifestyle that's available to you if you want it, but it's the lifestyle that I'm talking about, not the identity, okay? You don't need to run around calling yourself a digital expat. I definitely don't. I don't think I've ever used that term in my real life. I'm just using that to be able to present a reference point to you. And you definitely, definitely do not want to call yourself or aspire to be a digital nomad. A digital nomad is a broke, homeless drifter in desperate need of a shower. Okay? I hate to be the one to break it to you if you're reading a lot of those blogs. But becoming a digital nomad is nothing to aspire to. Uh, you can't make money going from one place to the other every week. You can't run a business from the beach. You cannot make money working only four hours a week. And it's just not a good aspiration. I've met a lot of digital nomads and no disrespect to those guys or, or guys who are selling that lifestyle. I'm telling you, not something you want to aspire to be, okay? Even if you're young and you want to see the world, that's great. But being a nomad or taking on that identity, definitely not the right move. What you want to do is build an actual business so that you can live anywhere you want and set up a base somewhere and then take two or three vacations a year to somewhere new. So if you set up a base in Asia or let's say Thailand, okay, every three or four months you can dip down to one of the islands when you've done enough work for that quarter. Or you can go over to Bangkok or you can go next door to uh, Vietnam or to Laos or to the Philippines and take a really cheap flight and stay in a nice hotel and not pay a whole lot of money doing it, all right? But you have a base, you have a home, you have your routine set up, you have actual plates and cutlery in your house. You're not running around trying to find where to get a hot shower or where you can go to the bathroom. I mean, this is a mess trying to live like that, okay? It's unacceptable, all right? And you don't have to move back home, okay? There's a ton of guys that come out here to test out being the digital nomad and they go wild with the drinking and girls. They spend all their money and then it's back to um, mom's basement again and getting a job and saving money again and starting from scratch. Not what you want to do.
okay? So there's really a couple reasons why you don't wanna be a digital nomad. The first is the more that you travel, the more things can go wrong. I'm talking about, you know, you're dealing with visa situation, which is constantly changing, at least in Asia. You're dealing with immigration. So where if you didn't have the exact right form, even though you filled out the form that was on the website, it was a different form that day. The border guard or whoever says you can't go back into that country. And now your whole, everything's, your whole year's messed up, right? Because you've been bouncing around everywhere. The more you travel, the more things go wrong. I'm telling you, every... I'm the most meticulous planner, but there's no time where I'm, where I'm going some, to another country where there hasn't been some type of a problem. Uh, traveling is uncomfortable, unfun, and stressful. Uh, traveling is right up there with moving for me as one of my least favorite things to do. I hate being on the plane for a long time. I hate being surrounded by strangers and their, ki and their kids that are crying. I hate going through airport security. Probably one of my top five least favorite things to do in the world. I hate traveling as, as I want to travel as little as, po as humanly possible, okay? Outside of, you know, being able to enjoy and go on a vacation, but if I'm going somewhere, I want to stay there for a while so I don't have to go through all the hoops of getting there for one, staying there for one week, and then it's like I'm back on the plane again, all right? Uh, traveling costs money from hotels to plane rides to cab rides to figuring out where the food is. All the money that you're saving in taxes and living costs, if you're actively traveling, you can easily burn through whatever you're saving and be spending the same amount of money you'd be spending in a Western country um, paying taxes and paying a much higher cost of living. Constant travel will mess up your routine, uh, your health, fitness, and peace of mind. It's very hard to have all that together as well as, your, of course, your business routine when you're traveling around everywhere. It's it's not possible. You know, it's eating healthy, going to the gym, all that all that stuff, getting all your to-do list done for the business, knowing where everything is in the city, not possible when you're bouncing around. Uh, you cannot build a business uh, without a base and without a routine. That's a fact. And if you're not trying to build a, a six-figure business or uh, at least the developing world equivalent of a six-figure business, which is like four grand a month, you know, there's no point being in business, man. Like you, you have to aim to be the top 10% wherever you're living or, or there's just not point, no point going through the extra stress and all the stuff you have to do for business. I mean, you have to be in it to win it. You have to be in it to be building something that's going to be great. And you can't do that without a solid base, without a solid routine, without grinding every day, without waking up early. It's just not possible, okay? And lastly... Being a nomad and having a bunch of stamps on your passport is nothing to be proud of. Okay, I call it, this is the new materialism. Or I did a video about how to become a minimalist. And a lot of guys have, have caught on to that idea and they're not buying the expensive cars and suits and all that stuff and they see through it. But they take that status game and they, and they move it over to buying experiences. And, and I've seen guys like comparing each other's the amount of stamps they have in, in their passport. And again, you've just traded one thing for the other, or you've traded the identity of salesman for digital nomad, or for yoga guy, or for vegan or bodybuilder, or, or any of these things, when in reality, none of those things are anything to aspire to. It's all about creating a lifestyle where you're happy, okay? That's what it's about, right? Even the term digital expat is not an identity to aspire to. It's just about creating a better lifestyle for yourself, okay? In reality, you're just an entrepreneur 
who moved somewhere else to take advantage of better economic conditions, uh, better weather, better dating opportunities, and just a better lifestyle. That's it, okay? But living abroad is, it can be a really good thing. Like my lifestyle got significantly better and I basically want to break down how to, how to do that, how to become quote unquote digital expat. So you're setting up a base where you're taking a few vacations a year. And the first thing you need to get through is that it's, it's a permanent move. Okay. Um, not, I'm going to Thailand to try this thing out and to start a drop shipping business and hopefully that'll work out and hopefully my money will last. Okay. That with that mentality, you're going home. I, I can't count the amount of kids that I've seen. They're here for two, three months and they've gone home to the point where I don't even associate with anybody in that lifestyle or anyone who's going to the digital nomad things because they're going to be here a couple months. They're either going to bounce around somewhere else or a couple other places and 99% of them are going to end up going home because they're not serious and I don't think these kids even know what serious is, unfortunately. And they're taking in a lot of wrong information online um, and it's really unfortunate okay so I want to start this off with a to caution you okay you need to have proven discipline before you come out here okay I'm talking about you're the guy who's going to the gym consistently you are doing your daily tasks consistently you've got your wonder list set up for all your tasks You've been grinding on your business consistently for a couple years. You've been saving consistently for a couple years. You've been staying on budget consistently for a couple years. And you're not taking money from your parents. You're an independent man. You're self-sufficient. You're consistent. You're solid. You're disciplined. This is what you need to be, okay? Because it's a big move. Thailand or wherever, you see pictures of the beaches. You see guys living it up. I'm telling you, it's it's not as pretty as it looks. It is a serious move, and you need to be a serious guy to be able to make that move. Okay, so here's like here's what you're what you're gonna expect when when you're moving to somewhere like let's say Asia, for example. Okay, you're you're cutting off your social circle and your family. You're living in a foreign culture culture and that speaks a foreign language. Your new home doesn't have the human rights standards or the political stability you're, you're used to. You have to get 100% of your income from your business and you have no safety net. You have to force yourself to work every day while it's sunny out, cheap beer and hot girls are waiting for you. I'm working when it's sunny right now, okay? You have a weak transient expat community filled with dirty, untrustworthy expats and sad old retirees. Sorry if that's offensive to anyone, but if it's offensive to you, then you need to step your game up. That's just the reality of it. Uh, you have to adjust to this floating feeling that comes from having total anonymity in a new culture and having total freedom. That That's an adjustment in itself to where you don't have to work any at all. You can do it, everything that you wanted. You know, most of your life you've been in school and work, or if you had a business back home, you were tied to it. You know, maybe you were tied to selling real estate and you had to meet clients. When you're making money online and you're living in a foreign country and no one knows you, you can do whatever you want. And you have this weird sense of like floating feeling and this total freedom that it actually is an adjustment. Okay. Um, if you're living in Asia, the driving is very dangerous. Every week I see some guy with his arm in a cast. And I know that he fell off his motorbike. Uh, you've got a strong police presence and... Um, Again, human rights is a different story over here that, 
they, you know, it's, it's not to be messed with. Uh, you have to be a good boy. I'm talking no drugs, no fighting, no stupid shit. Um, and you have to have the happiness adjustment where before just not selling, not working in sales. Like when I would get home from a day in sales, I'd be happy because I would, I would just be like, not having to do that would make me happy. Or having a day off, like Saturday, Sunday, I would be happy. Or long weekends, we would in the office, we would look forward. We'd be like, oh man, boys, three more days till that long, long weekend, right? That was enough to make me happy because I hated my job so much. And when I was in school, I hated school. I hated going to classes. Just not doing what I hated would make me happy. But when you actually have total control over your life and you can do whatever you want, now you have to like relearn how to be happy. You have to relearn, you have to learn how to live as a human being because you've basically been a slave for your whole life. And you don't just get happy because you're not doing the things that you hate anymore. So like at nighttime, I'm not just automatically happy or I'm not just automatically happy because um, I, I, I take the day off. Okay, so I had to readjust and I had to really dig into what makes me happy and create you know, really become aware of that and create a lifestyle around that. And that was actually a big adjustment after the first month or first two months where I was just in heaven because I was like, man, I get to live here and it's so great. Okay, so big adjustments and you've got to manage your expectations properly. Okay. Um, like I'm writing, I'm writing the article, I'm doing this video to, to you right now. And it's been a beautiful sunny day. It's warm, but I'm sitting in the air conditioned apartment, four to five of my buddies out here in uh, Asia are in different cities right now and but nothing stops the grind of the hustle okay right like it's the you've got to get the right expectations you got to come out here and be like look I'm, I'm out here to grind I'm out here to work and I'm prepared and I manage my expectations okay I'm not thinking it's it's pure paradise and every day is gonna be perfect okay you need to be serious to make it work and there's some criteria that you should have. This is, this is what I would recommend before anybody would decide to come out here. Over 25, okay, you're over 25. Um, I've only met two guys who, who, meet, who meet the exception. Uh, number one is Brian, he's got a blog, losertowinner.com. He's, he's been making a fortune on AliExpress dropshipping. My, my other exception is my buddy Josh, who's 20, very young, but he's very mature for his age. He's a hard worker. No one else that I've met under 30, maybe a couple other guys, but very few um, were cut out for the lifestyle. They just, they didn't have the grind, they didn't have the hustle, they didn't have that obsession with business success. And if you don't have that, you're gonna, you're gonna be going home. Because it's too easy to get sucked into um, the lifestyle of having fun. And it's too easy to get sucked into the lifestyle of traveling and then not working on your business. Okay, guys are, who are under 25 are notoriously unstable. Uh, when I worked in a currency brokerage job and a sales job, we wouldn't hire guys under 25 without reason because they'd work there for three months and they'd be all excited and they'd be, they'd be the most motivated guy in the office and then he'd just disappear, you know? Because the, I don't know whether it's the millennial generation or just the fact that the guy's young, you just, most guys just haven't become solid. You just haven't become disciplined and you haven't realized how hard life really is. So you're looking for the easy route. You're like, oh, okay, you know, F Thailand, I'm going to Bali. Maybe that's where the paradise is. And then Bali didn't work, so I'm going here. And your expectations are all over the world. And 
you're just not stable and consistent enough to really do what it takes to take care of your business. Uh, your business income needs to be at least middle class, ideally upper class, upper middle class for your destination. So like Chiang Mai, 2K a month, $2,000 a month in business income is what, what, what you should be looking at. Um, I, you know, I, ideally the more the better, but 2K a month and you're cruising, you're like, you know, you're upper middle class um, or middle class, you know, just comfortable. You're comfortable. I mean, I think a, a good doctor will make three three k a month here so you know that 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 shows you where you need to be um you need a solid safety net okay i'm talking twenty thousand dollars in savings um obviously that 2k a month is that i'm talking about is consistent revenue it's not like you just made 2k one month it's 2k consistent uh 20k as a safety net um if you're moving somewhere more expensive like eastern europe or some parts of south america then again, adjust that 2K a month to whatever, whatever like a comfortable middle-class living is there. Okay, I see guys who are like, how to live in Chiang Mai for $500. Don't be one of those guys, man. You're gonna be living on a razor's edge of like any small thing goes wrong in your business, you're going home. And you're probably gonna have to beg your parents for a plane ticket because you're not gonna be able to afford one because you didn't save any money. Do not do that, right? You wanna make the move permanent so you're talking about like six months or a year of like consistent 2K a month, at least 20 grand in the bank, really make it permanent. Okay, you've got a solid psychological foundation. So that goes back to the guy who I'm talking about as being, who's disciplined. Um, no recent history of major depression or anxiety. When I was going through my major depression, when I was like 19 or 20, I didn't have the option to come out to a place like Chiang Mai, but I definitely wouldn't have been cut out for it. No way. I mean, I didn't have my shit together at 20 at all, okay? So you gotta be stable and psychologically secure. Your major depression, your major anxiety has to become, has to be behind you. Otherwise, you're gonna find yourself in a foreign culture not, and for the first you know, couple of weeks, you're not gonna have any friends and, and you, know, you really need to be strong psychologically to be able to do it. Because it's, like, it's not like you're just moving to Australia and you got a job in Australia and the companies can help you with your visa. Now you're coming out here with no safety net, you know, in a country that has different views of human rights, you're making, you're surviving all on your business. You got to build a new social circle. I mean, it's, it's real shit here. Okay. So you got to be psychologically secure. Um, you have to have a burning desire to succeed. Okay. There's no other way. And you have to, I, I suggest getting as much credit as you can, as much credit cards while you still have a job, just in case. Uh, I also suggest that you have access to your country's banking system, you know, all the numbers to call in case something goes wrong with your banking. And overall, most guys should not become location independent. Like when I say business ownership is maybe for 1% of guys, maybe 10% at the most, same thing with location independence. In fact, maybe even less, maybe even less than that. Uh, it really takes a certain type of guy. And I'm not saying that that type of guy is special. I'm not saying that I'm special because I can do that. There are a lot of a lot of my friends back home who are really successful think I'm crazy for coming out here and they just wouldn't want to do it. Um, they just wouldn't want to leave all their things behind. It just takes a different type of personality and you really have to be disciplined. You really have to have all that criteria, okay? So that's the criteria. The prep work that you need is, is again, you need the, the psychological prep 
And that's mainly going to be just powering through your fears. You're going to have all kinds of unfounded fears that, that aren't going to happen. And just, just tell those fears to be quiet. Watch my seven part series on how to fight fear. And you're going to have a bit of guilt of like, I definitely had guilt um, of leaving my mom behind, but I call her every week and I told her that when she gets to a certain age, I'm going to take care of her. And that's what I'm going to do. And for now, for me to get my business where I want to be, she, you know, she understands that I have to be out here and for me to have the lifestyle I want, I have to be out here. But eventually I'm either going to get my mom out here or going to get my mom to wherever I am or set something up so that I can take care of her. Um, but I wouldn't recommend doing what I did, which is tell your family and everybody two years in advance of your plans because there's like two years of people trying to talk me out of it. And, um, by the end, I was pretty frustrated with it. And there were some heated conversations of me saying, no, this is what's going to happen. Okay. The time for advice is over. Um, two years of that is, is, is too much. Okay. Maybe six months before. All right. You want to do for prep. You want to do your, your research for your visa. Okay. In Asia, you're looking at about a thousand dollars a year for a good visa. You really want to do that. You want to do your prep research for your tax situation. Talk to a good lawyer who specializes in expats for your country, as well as check out Nomad Capitalists. Andrew Henderson's terrific. Uh, Flag Theory has a bunch of case studies. Like, so if you're from Australia and you have a business in this country, you know, have a bunch of situations. You might even look into a consultation or, or joining one of those guys' forums because they have a bunch of good stuff. Um, you want to set your budget. So do some research on how much it costs. You can look at nomadlist.com or some of the blogs to get an idea of the budget in advance so that you know what your budget's going to be. Okay. Those are some of the things that you need to prep. Uh, you want to select your country. Of course, I, I recommend nomadlist.com. It has the best rankings and it goes through everything from travel costs to banking setups to where to find an apartment to all this stuff. Really, really good sites. Um, you want to be looking at weather, cost, dating, safety, fun, and uh, convenient lifestyle. The major destinations are Asia, Eastern Europe, and South America. Uh, I would not recommend South America for safety reasons. I've heard a lot of good things. A lot of guys are fine. And, you know, if you choose it for a base, you'll probably be fine. But I don't like to take chances, man. For me, everything everything comes down to my mission. And I'm like, I don't... I just don't want to be anywhere where I can compromise my mission. And living in Chiang Mai, I feel incredibly safe. I feel five times as safe as um, I would in, in Toronto. You can get in a lot of trouble over here if you go to the wrong bars and you mess with Thai people or you mess around with uh, Thai girls who have a Thai boyfriend. I mean, that can get you in some serious trouble. But when you just uh, keep your nose clean, keep your head down, it's very, very safe, except for the driving. And uh, it's, it's cheaper, I would say, Asia or if you have more money, Eastern Europe. Uh, but then again, Eastern Europe, you're looking at winters. They're not that cold, but still the, the cost is more and um, the winter for me is out. I've had uh, enough Canadian winters to last a lifetime. Um, Asia for me can't be beat. And... It's really because of price, okay? If you look at Nomad List, the top destinations are always Chiang Mai, Bangkok, Saigon, Ho Chi Minh, um, Kuala Lumpur. My buddy Phil from philhawksworth.com is in Kuala Lumpur. He loves it. 
I think that's his new base now instead of Chiang Mai. I might check that out. But really, it should your number one should come down to cost. Okay. Again, you're moving out to build a business. You're not here for the dating. You're not here for all the other stuff. You you want to be able to live in a nice apartment that's cheap, and have a nice quality of lifestyle that's cheap. Okay. And I'm not talking about living in some, you know, hundred dollar hovel. I'm talking about like this apartment here that you see. It's a small one. One bedroom is about three hundred dollars a month. You can't really beat that outside of those countries that I mentioned. And, you know, you could find somewhere in, in Eastern Europe and yeah, you can pay a thousand and still do well, but, you know, saving that $700 a month or saving that $1,500 a month is, is all that can go back into your business. So the cost should be the number one criteria, I think. Even though I'm doing pretty well and I had a bunch of savings before I come out, I came out, I still want to keep the cost down because I want to keep being able to reinvest, keep building, keep banking. Um, it, it just makes sense in, in the grinding years. Once you've manifested that business and you've built it huge, then you can go anywhere. But in the grinding years, I'm, I'm a fan of, of keeping everything minimal. Not to where you're living, you know, you're scrounging, okay, and you're living in, in some low-level apartment and you can't afford Starbucks. I mean, when you have a $300 apartment, I, I buy like a five or six dollar coffee every day. I never cook. Um, you know, I don't even think about the price tag for a lot of things that I buy because the the basic costs are so low. All right, that's where you want to be. And um, that's it for this round. Okay, so in part two of this, I want to do this in two parts. I'm going to give you the cost of living for. I'm going to break it down for you in Chiang Mai. I'm going to give you how to transition both for the first week and for the first month, how to actually set everything up. And then I'm going to give you my exact experience of what I've experienced over the last three years. And I think that's going to be super relevant to you. So thank you for watching part one of this video. Again, you can check out the link for the actual article to have all this stuff for your reference points and stay tuned and definitely check out part two. And as always, check me out, revolutionarylifestyledesign.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, all your internet stuff in the YouTube comments. I wish you all the best in your personal development journey.